and welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and I'm your host today. Uh, I'm reading from uh, Luke chapter 11, which this is episode 11.5. So welcome. Uh, it's kind of late here. Uh, it's been a long day, um, so just a lot of stuff going on. Um, but I am committed to getting this to you. Uh, so um, thank you for taking out time to be here with me and to uh, just put away the world and just get into God's world and just just listen to what he has to say. So let's just breathe a clear breath and just get focused on whatever God has to say to us today. <clears throat> so... Uh, Let's open up in prayer, and uh, and then we will dive right in. Okay. Holy God, holy and heavenly Father, we are so grateful and so thankful for you. We praise you. We rejoice in you. We are so thankful for you, and we just are in awe of all that you provide and all that you do for us. Lord, we especially are so thankful for the gift of your son Jesus and the fact that he came to this world so that he can die on the cross. His whole purpose was just to come here to save us. And uh, we don't uh, we don't uh, take that for granted. So Lord, I just ask you to uh, open up our hearts, open up our minds, open up our spirits, Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. And let us absorb everything it is that you want us to know, everything you want us to hear. And uh, let us learn from whatever it is that you want us to learn, Lord. This is your moment. This is your time. And we are giving it to you. I'm so thankful for the people that are out there listening <clears throat> uh, and for uh, their commitment. And uh, Lord, I just ask you to put a blessing over them, especially during this very busy time where there's so many things going on. So, Lord, just uh, bless them, watch over them, keep them healthy and their families, and uh, just wash over us, wash over this moment, wash over this second in time, Lord. This is all for you. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say, and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are going to dive right in and uh, dig. This is uh, really long, long, uh, chapter. So, uh, bear with me. <clears throat> I did do a little bit of outlining. Episode 11.5, chapter 11, teaching about prayer. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples to pray. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and don't let us yield to temptation. Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me, 
The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened. <clears throat> your fathers, if your you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus and the Prince of Demons One day Jesus cast out a demon from a man who couldn't speak, and when the demon was gone, the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed, but some of them said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He, got, he gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Others trying to test Jesus demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He knew their thoughts, so he said, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. You say I am empowered by Satan, but if Satan is divided and fighting against himself, how can his kingdom survive? And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For when a strong man is fully armed and guards his palace, his possessions are safe until someone even stronger attacks and overpowers him, strips him of his, strips, um, him of his weapons, and carries off his belongings. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert, searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. As he was speaking, a woman in the crowd called out, God bless your mother, the womb from which you came, and the breast that nursed you. Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. The sign of Jodah, Jonah. As the crowd pressed in on Jesus, he said, This evil generation keeps asking me to show them a miraculous sign, but the only sign I will give them is the sign of Jonah. What happened to him was a sign to the people of Nineveh that God had sent him. What happens to the Son of Man will be a sign to these people that he was sent by God. The Queen of Sheba will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. The people of Nineveh will also stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, 
for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. Receiving the light. No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. I'm sorry, I had to take a drink. <clears throat> when your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you are filled with the light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant, as though a floodlight were filling you with a light, with light. Jesus criticizes the religious leaders. As Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish custom. Then the Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and wickedness. Fools! You didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, and you will be clean all over. When, what sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you love to sit in the seats of honor in the synagogue and receive respectful greetings as you walk in the marketplace. Yes, what sorrow awaits you, for you are like hidden graves in a field. People walk over them without knowing the corruption they are stepping on. Teacher, said an ex expert in religious law, you have insulted us too in what you just said. Yes, Jesus said Jesus, what sorrow also awaits you experts in religious law, for you crush people with unbearable religious demands and you never lift a finger to ease the burden. What sorrow awaits you? For you build monuments for the prophets your own ancestors killed long ago. But in fact, you stand as witnesses who agree with what your ancestors did. They killed the prophets and you join in their crime by building the monuments. This is what God in his wisdom said about you. I will send prophets and apostles to them, but they will kill some and persecute the others. As a result, this generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets from the creation of the world, from the murder of Abel to the murder of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, it will certainly be charged against this generation. What sorrow awaits you, experts in religious law, for you remove the key to knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourselves and you prevent others from entering. As Jesus was leaving, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees became hostile and tried to provoke him with many questions. They wanted to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Okay, so <clears throat> that was a lot. Uh, and uh, I'll try to go through this as, uh, as I can. 
Um, but there was a lot of information. The very first thing we started with was uh, the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. Now, the way I knew it was Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. I'm sorry. And forgive us. Oh my gosh, I just forgot how it goes. Give us this day our daily bread. As we forgive those who trespass, oh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Um, so uh, this, I've, I don't know why there's not all of it. I don't know where the rest of that came from. If anybody knows anything about the Lord's Prayer, would be interested to hear from you. Um, but that's the way I was taught it. Um, and it basically tells you, you know, it tells you everything that you need to do for daily life in one little prayer. Um, so it's kind of uh, compact and uh, very simple. Um, but then Jesus is also telling them um, to keep praying over everything. You know, if you keep on and you keep on, God will eventually answer um, you know, even the little things, uh, there have been times where, I mean, I've made a list, I've taken a notepad and there were things that I needed for God to find for me, like little things. There were stuff that was misplaced or whatever. And as they showed up, as I found them, I would check off and I would give God the glory for helping me find photographs or a uh, driver's license or whatever it was, you know, just whatever, you know, the little things. So God will, will God is faithful. God will come through for you. And he's saying, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. We've heard that before. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Um, and then he goes on to talk to the fathers. Uh, and he's so right. You know, he's like, if your child asks you for fish, do you give him a snake? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? No, of course not. You know, when your kids want something, you want to give them good stuff. So we, as the sinners, if, you know, uh, if we want to give our children good stuff, can you imagine our heavenly, wonderful father, what he wants to do for us? Um, and that's what he's saying here. And then Jesus um, casts out the demons, but he is talking, this is funny, where he says, uh, the crowds were amazed, but some of them... And he's talking about the religious leaders and the Pharisees. Some of them said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Um, others trying to test Jesus, again, more leaders, demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. And of course, Jesus is saying any, you know, house that's against each other is going to fall. You know, if there's, you know, problems within the house, if you're fighting against each other, it's going to fall. And so, you know, here's, you know, Jesus is trying to get rid of this, the demons. And so if he's trying to get rid of the demons, he's, why would he be fighting against himself? You know, he'd want the demons to stay if he was actually truly being led by Satan. So, um, so that's what he's saying here. Uh, and then anyone who isn't with me opposes me and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. And that's, that's true. And then, um, 
the woman blesses uh, Mary. I thought that was kind of neat in 27. And Jesus says, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. So he's blessing those who are reading it and doing what it says. So, uh, which is what my old pastor used to say. He says, read the Bible and do what it says. It's pretty simple. And then the sign of Jonah is, uh, you know, Jonah was uh, what happened to him by, you know, being swallowed by the fish and then spit out onto the land. And then he goes and he preaches to Nineveh and Nineveh um, uh, repents from their sins. And he's saying here, you know, now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. The people of Nineveh will also stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. I'm thinking he's still talking to the religious leaders in this, this instant. And then, uh, again, he talks about not putting your light under a lamp, uh, your lamp uh, under a basket. You want your light to be seen. Uh and again, he's pointing right directly at the, the Pharisees. Uh, they were, he was invited to their house. His host was amazed to see that he sat down without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish custom. Well, of course, now in our day and age, we are washing our hands like crazy, you know, because nobody wants to get COVID. Um, so it's kind of weird to me that he wouldn't wash his hands. But that's me because I'm a germaphobe. Uh, they, but Jesus says to them, uh, you Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup, but what about the inside? Your hearts are basically full of greed and wickedness. Uh, you're not helping anybody and you're keeping yourself, you know, unclean. Uh, he's saying clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor and you'll be clean all over. Do good, do good things. And what sorrow awaits you? He says that like three, four times. Um, for you're careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore uh, justice and the love of God um, and don't neglect the important things. Um, and then, you know, one of the experts in religious law is saying, you know, he's pointing them out. He's saying, you know, you're insulting me. And Jesus is saying, um, yeah, I am. Uh, and he's not going to back down from that. Um, you crush people with unbearable religious demands and you never lift a finger to ease their burdens. What sorrow awaits you for you build monuments. Um, but in fact, your ancestors, they killed the prophets and you join in their crime by building these monuments. So by giving them honor and glory with these monuments, you know, these, they're, just as bad as the guys that were doing the uh, killing the prophets. And then uh, this generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets. Um, what sorrow awaits you, uh, experts in religious law, for you remove the key of knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourselves and you prevent others from entering it. And he even says, he says, anybody who's a stumbling block is worse off than anybody else. I think he says that you'd be better off with a millstone thrown into the ocean than being a person who's a stumbling block to somebody. So that's uh, chapter 11. Uh, tomorrow we'll be doing uh, chapter 12, and it's 12.1 episode with uh, Jeremiah. He will be joining me again tomorrow. 
So I'm really excited about that because I haven't seen him or talked to him in two weeks. So it's going to be fun to get to chit chat with him again tomorrow. So, um, but it's been quite a last couple of weeks. Things have been thrown into my lap that I wasn't expecting, but you know what? God's good and God will take care of all of the things that are, you know, thrown into your life. And that's why I have to keep, um, looking to him to take care of the, the little things and the big things. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, which is why I'm doing this so late tonight. So uh, thanks for hanging in there and for waiting or I'm looking for it uh, later on today. So, uh, or whatever time you're listening to this. Um, so uh, again, um, we're at that moment where I will lead you in uh, the prayer. If you haven't uh, chosen Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you're still on the fence, you're still not sure, I mean, it's pretty clear to me, but, you know, everybody's got their own path and everybody's got their own way. And But if this is your moment, uh, we'll say the prayer. And uh, and I'm giving that uh, invitation for anybody who wants to say the prayer. It doesn't just have to be a non-believer. Believers, if you would like to, go ahead and say it with us. So, <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we uh, just thank you for today. And today I'm putting my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please, please, please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. I know it's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior, and I will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, uh, congratulations and yay. Thank you, and just I'm just excited to go tell somebody. Uh, you can email us if you uh, receive Jesus today. Uh, email us at our uh, website and uh, let us know. Um, Jeremiah will be giving more information about that. I'm going to have to write all that stuff down because I can't remember it. There's too much stuff to, to say and to, to put out there. But I know that we're on different platforms. I know we're out there. Uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, I think we're on Google, I, uh, um, we're out there on Facebook, um, so there's just so many different places that you can listen to us, and so I hope hope you found us, I hope you're listening, and um, I'm just thankful that there are people out there listening, so uh, try to calm your spirits down during this uh, Christmas holiday. Um, we read yesterday about being Martha. Uh, don't get wound up around the axle about getting the little details. You know what? Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your family. Uh, just be thankful that, um, or whoever you're with, you know, if you're with friends, uh, you know, I don't know what your personal circumstances are, but just try to just enjoy the Christmas spirit and the spirit of Jesus coming to this earth. That little tiny baby. I just get so amazed at that little teeny tiny baby. So try to slow yourself down and just just be thankful for all that God has done. So enjoy your evening, your morning, your afternoon, whatever time it is that you're listening to us. And uh, I am going to uh, say see you later and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow with Jeremiah. Have a great night. God bless you and talk to you later. <laughs>